introduce yourself. Hi there, my name is Jamie. This is my first podcast. I'm an engineer trying to keep busy during lockdown. My friend Mo. And I'm Mo, and I'm uh, here to stay. And my name is Mo, and I do not play. Hey, <laughs> tell me a little bit about yourself, Mo. Where are you from? I'm from Sudan. And I moved to Belgium. I'm from Belgium. I moved to the UK when I was seven or eight. And now I'm Sydney's British something. I don't know what I am. Hey! <laughs> and man, of the man of the oh, world. Man of the world. Mostly Europe. Yeah. And this is our podcast. Yeah. It remains nameless. We yeah. don't have a name. That could be a sick name. Nameless. Nameless. We've got a name. That's the best and thing. What, what, what I like as well is like, what topics do you discuss? Whatever, really. Oh, <laughs> Oh, what's that in the background? Oh, huh? That picture in the background. Oh, this is a Christmas? I think it was a Christmas present from Chloe. She did like a one of those like sketches of us. From, like, oh, oh that's actually pretty sick. Pretty cool, right? Eyebrows on fleek, bro. <laughs> I, well, listen, right? Eyebrows are sexual. But because I'm renting the place, I can't put holes in the wall. Oh. So <laughs> everything's either just like stuck on. Like I bought this painting. It's literally just stuck on the wall. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, like, I was going to say, you get those little like sticky tape hooks, can't you? Yeah, but they're crap. It's almost fell twice. I was going to get that for my jigsaw that I made, like a thousand piece Marvel one. You finished it? Yeah, I finished it. I got it over there. Do you want to see it? Yeah, of course. I'm going to jump across my bed to get it. Oh, that's going to be the best jigsaw. Oh, that's going to be the best jigsaw. I literally, I, I was there three days it took me to do it. And everyone in the family would walk in and be like, let me help you. No. It'd would you annoying. let people help? It'd get annoying sometimes when they would try. It's like, I got a good flow going and you're ruining it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too possessive. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't let anyone get involved. Like the, the very last night, I was up until like three o'clock. I was like, I'm not going to leave until it's finished. I refuse. Yeah, it looks sick though. Yeah, I've uh, like my cousin was saying she did one, so I know she's getting she was meant to be getting married April last year. Yeah, been pushed back to this year. What's everyone doing? Like, do you know what everyone's doing with weddings? I mean, well, I know pre is kind of waiting. I think like it depends. You either wait or you just have it now, uh, like with like six people. But they're not even giving out a wedding license anymore until like, until like April now. What would you do? I'd get married. Yeah? Yeah. Because I would save so much money. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought of it that way. (laughs) I don't care about the lady. I care about the money I'd save. Because there's this point where a guy goes to the girl's house and he has to pay his way in. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, wow. I'd probably get rinsed pretty hard at that point. I'm a terrible negotiator. And I'd be like, I avoid that whole thing. Brilliant. And the party. But imagine, yeah, for me, it's like the party, the venue. The Why would you get a, a, a band? A Pre-wedding shoots? I'd still get that because that'd be jokes. The what, sorry? Pre-wedding shoots. I really enjoy watching them. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Oh, Jamie. Hey, that's the plan. 2021, let's get married. Let's do it. That's actually goals. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a plan. <laughs> Kind of failing at that at the moment. It's very difficult during lockdown. Okay. What is that? What's that been like for you dating? Virtually non-existent. Virtually or non-existent. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what it is. Like I think I can talk to girls better face to face because I get bored mm-hmm. talking to them on the phone for too long. And then like I'm trying to like like video chat them, but again it's just like oh because the the main issues like my ex would always complain. Oh, you don't make an effort for me. You don't video call me. You don't try and call me. So I think all right, maybe girls actually like that. Maybe they. Yeah, they want to talk on the phone. They're not like me, so I think, all oh, right, maybe if I put it out there to a girl, like, um, hey, let's have a video chat one day, and then the girl's like, that's weird. I'm like, yeah, my bad. <laughs> is it? 
It was like after a month of talking to her. Oh, that's that's not weird. A month of talking to someone on one of the FaceTime. That's not weird. Yeah, too much. We stopped talking and I it was kind of my fault, but I 100% agree with why, the why I did it. <laughs> I, was, I was talking about how like I'm really close to my family and like I would be basically like, we're close because we love alcohol and like we love meat and we're like really, we really like to cook meat and all that. And she's like, oh, here's me giving up alcohol and uh, going vegan. And I was like, oh, someone watched a, a Netflix video, didn't they? And then someone, she, what was it? Cowspiracy. Someone watched Cowspiracy and, and it's, it's like one of these. And then she just went off. And I was like, okay, then talk to you tomorrow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> talk to you tomorrow. Ah. <laughs> uh. But that's, that's weird. It's funny you say that, though, because, like, you've always struck me as the kind of person who's, you know, you've been comfortable speaking to girls online and stuff. It's not been an issue for you. So do you think, like, because of the lockdown, did that change? No, what it is, right, we're talking to girls online. I'm good up to a certain point. So when it gets to a certain point, like, okay, I've been talking to them for, like, a month or two two weeks to a month. Oh, it's like, usually right now, I would have seen them. I would have gone for, like, drinks or something with them. Right, right, and right. I yeah, think I thought of that that face-to-face interaction would have built a connection. Yeah. At the moment, I'm just a bunch of, uh, like, X's and O's, digits or whatever, like, on a phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. I get that. Oh, yeah. Damn, I didn't think of that. So, yeah. Okay, okay. All right, honesty time. Have you broke the rules for, like, the COVID rules to meet people? <laughs> Twice. Obviously. Twice. I just came back from one. Oh, oh, like, as in, like, oh, to meet people, probably a few times now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's, I'm at the point where, I know this is going to sound terrible. I care about society. I care about people. I care about the elderly. I'm just bored, man. Like, I'm <laughs> bored. Yeah, dude, I, I drink so much. Like, you know what the highlight of my day is now? Mm. Fucking two and a half hour walk I have every evening. Dude, that seven mile walk, seven to eight mile walk, it is bliss. I love it. Honestly, I've not done that yet because it's freezing, but like, I, I'm going to start doing it. But honestly, highlights of my day nowadays, that little window between when I just close the laptop for work and beginning to cook, that little window where I can just sit there and go, all right, that's another day gone. That's it. Yeah, that's my hand, highlight. Hand down your pants. You're not, you're not doing hand, anything. Yeah? Literally, yes. Dead hand down your pants. Just yeah. just hold it. Don't know why. Just that's fun. bleak, man. As soon as I like log off my computer, I'm outside going for that walk straight away. It's like, if I don't go now, I'm not going to go. That's a good one. That's a really good idea. But it's yeah. cool. And you know what I've noticed? Because as I'm walking, I like to pick that areas with the nice houses, you know, creep on in a little bit. People don't cut, shut their curtains. I can see right through people's houses into their gardens. Sometimes I like, sometimes you, you, you see you see more than you want to. I had a friend who, uh, who's my neighbor actually. He, he's got, I think she was like three or four at the time. Yeah, I think she must have been three or four because he was basically picking her up from uh, play school. And the way our street works is like almost like a cul-de-sac. But like he was leaving, like the house we're talking about is like the very beginning of the road. So it's the first house you see as you turn into our street. And our area is like residential. It's like there's a primary school right in the middle of our, our area. Kind of, it's like the center point of the area. So like old people and families live there. That's it. This guy lives on this random house in this random house on the corner. And every time, like my friend said, like he's caught him at least three or four times angrily masturbating in front of his window during school pickup times. Angrily? We don't know. What, <laughs> yeah. And he, I, I, he had to have a word with him again to be like, listen, close your blinds. Uh, clearly people are like taking their kids from back from school and you can see oh. into your house and you can see all the way into his garden, straight through into his garden. And it's, he was, that's what my friend said. He said like he was angrily masturbating. So he said, yeah, a sticky one. No, I've not had that. When when you said like too much, I mean, the house is too damn cluttered. It's like there's too much. It's too busy. The house. Calm it. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. Like plant too many plants. It's like I get it. You want to breathe, but stop. Oh, uh, I hate. Do you know what? Like I say this, I'm looking at all of my plants right now. But I hate plant people now. It's too much. 
and I think this lockdown is like created this new breed of uh, of plant people who are like they're like they've created their own little community and they're super arrogant about their plants like oh yeah so I've just bought them on Stara and it's like I've been like five plants in now and it's just like get the fuck out of my face just if you like plants like plants I'll yeah. create all like this little bougie bourgeois I got an aloe vera plant because it's very good for oxygen and also I, skin. oh you just pissed me off I bought an aloe vera plant yesterday <laughs> <laughs> It's very good for oxygen. Okay? I'm literally looking at it. It's like really good for your skin if you like turn it into a pumice and like you rub it in. Yeah, got burned, <laughs> put it on there. I used to have one in the office, <laughs> just because I was like, the office is dark and dim at work. So I bought an aloe vera plant, just put it next to my desk. It's like, it's going to die. I went, it doesn't need much light. The light, these like highly radiated light bulbs are giving off. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those natural light bulbs. Yeah. yeah. It's still in there. I think it's dead now. No one's worn it in like a year. They're hard to kill, you know. Apparently, they're very hard to kill. I mean, a year, yeah, it's probably dead after a year. Yeah. But like, I left my plants, I remember, for like a good two or three months. Um, and I crept back into the office. Like, I think they, like, our CEO was like, look, you guys have got one day to go in and grab, grab what you need before we like fully go into a lockdown. Purge, wasn't it? Yeah. You guys did a purge. Yeah, fully. Oh, speaking of, did you, did you hear about that? There was like this guy in, in the US somewhere. Um, the day after the whole Capitol BS went down, he played the, uh, the purge sound. Legend. Oh, I kind of love that. In that situation, what would you have done? There's a riot? Like no, that. no, no. You're here. You're just chilling at home. And like, say, say it happened here. And there's people out all over Westminster, people in like the little council, uh, like local council buildings, like going crazy. And then you hear the purge sound. What are you doing? I'm purging. Are you oh. purging? <laughs> no, I'm locking the house, putting up purge signs everywhere. For listen, listen, brown man, you are staying indoors. Okay? Yeah, yeah. We, we don't make we don't make up 15% of the country. I am staying indoors. Yeah, I don't want to be a statistic. Plus, my mom and dad would beat me up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember when the Tottenham riots happened? Yeah. I remember I said to my dad, I was like, I would have been, I would have wanted to at least like step outside and see what it was like. I almost got beaten. <laughs> just for saying it, just for saying, yeah, I wonder what, like, it would have been interesting to see it, just to, like, see us, like, have seen it. Nah, nah. But I was in Coventry when it started kicking off and towards, spreading towards the Midlands. I was in mm. Raj, so we, it was like, oh, was coming, yeah, yeah. we went to, like, do some stuff for uni, because he had a coursework thing, and I had, I think I had a coursework thing as well. And so, Saru oh. was there as well, so we went to see Saru, and then on the way back, it's in the news and everything, and Raj was like, should we just stay? Should we just stay? Oh, man. What if they raid the train? He's getting scared, thinking, what if we get to the oh, train yeah, station, yeah. we get attacked? I'm like, I'm good, man. You're my human shield. But we like, we get to the train station. He's like, shit, man, it's spreading. It's kicking off in Birmingham. It's kicking off. And he is literally there shitting himself, like, proper, like, really? What if they, what if they raid the train? What if they raid the train? It's like, starters, they need a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally, like, the, the train is delayed in Birmingham for, like, an hour. And we're stuck in the station. He's like, shit, man, they're going to raid the train. They're going to raid the train. Coming in. Coming in. I was like, yeah, man, we're, oh, shit, shit, man, oh, I'm hiding the toilet, man, we'll just hide in the toilet, it's okay. <laughs> I didn't realise it made its way all the way up to, like, Midlands. Yeah, no, but that was just, I think that was just uh, people wanting to, you know, hide, you know, just wanting oh, to yeah. have a, you know, oh, let's do it for a laugh. Okay, you know what I would have done? I would have taken all my stock, right, and put it in my house, <laughs> and then said that I was looted. Yeah, claim the insurance on it, and then put everything back in the next day. Or sold it on eBay. Be like, hey, profits. Yeah, easy money. By the time we got to walls, it died down completely. The only thing I was worried about because I had to walk back was if they thought I was one of the looters. Oh yeah. 
So I pulled out like my, my books out of my uh, bag, thinking, <laughs> <laughs> pull the trousers up, walk like this, um, study, <laughs> head down, just I'm just trying to get home. Pulled my glasses out so I look like a good boy. <laughs> nah, it would have been interesting though. Just to be like, I guess, I guess I was going to say to be a fly on the wall, but realistically, you can't really just like walk through it and not mm. be a part of it or not be seen as a part of it. A policeman's not going to go, oh yeah, he's just, he's just spectating. No, <laughs> but you're part of it. Yeah, so I, I get, yeah, I guess it was, yeah. I think the only one that really made sense was the Tottenham one. So they were actually angry, but Birmingham, like, Wolverhampton, everyone else kicked off. It was just like, fuck it, why not? It'd be a laugh. Yeah, I think that's what's sad. Yeah, a lot of people kind of saw it. Like you said, it was like the hype. Um, Honestly, if you ask like half the people if they knew who Mark Duggan was, I don't think they'd know. Or what or like the reason behind the whole Mark like riot, the initial riot. No one would know. I remember when he kicked off at Callis once and the police came and you shouted, Something like Tottenham happened, yeah. Uh, that was honestly that was top five, one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. One hundred percent. Because you say next to the wrong person, you said it right next to me and I'm looking at you like, well, now I'm not, now I'm not hyped at all for this. No, I said it in front of guys who were from Tottenham and I remember them looking at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> ah, nothing. And then later on, when it kicked up on the fourth floor, I'm on the wrong side and you go, no, Jamie, come here. <laughs> like, grab me. Oh, I remember you that. Walk, you walk through everyone and come back on the right side. You like were a- looking at us with anger. I was like, bro, no, come back. <laughs> I remember you doing it so gently. It's like at an Anchorman style. I'm brick. Oh yeah. <laughs> but do you know what pissed me off about that whole policeman uh, when the police came in? Do you remember when they they walked through our flat and they they came because we were in the kitchen. They came back into the kitchen and they said, "Who's the girls' room at the end?" And we both looked, we all looked at each other. I was like, "Which one?" And they went the second to the end. And I was like, "That's my room." And they went, "No, it's not the girls' room." <laughs> I remember being so pissed off thinking. And he was like, "I was like, what do you mean?" And he went, "That oh, was just way too clean for a guy." I was like. What? <laughs> Fine, I guess. All right. Thank you. Is that? Do I say thank you to that? What, what does that even mean? <laughs> guess I'm not such a bad person now. Am I? Yeah. Jesus. I remember, like, when it kicked off, and like the Cali Secura came and like proper rugby tackled everyone at one point. I remember that. The white guy, right? Yeah. He was insane. Oh no, he sold weed to the student. Everything, Jamie. He sold everything. Everything. <laughs> he sold everything. Damn, could he use some ketamine? He, he, anything you wanted. He was a car. I remember when I found out, and so everyone's like, look at the car he drives. You reckon on his salary he can afford that car? Yep. He's like, oh, yeah, his car was insane. Kitted out Audi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was actually a nice guy, though. Yeah. Stop. So, so time stories when he'd walk in on the flat, and because they'd be like, listen to music, getting high, and be like, just turn it down a little bit, lads, close the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're a security guard at a university accommodation, there are certain things which you assume are going to happen. You're not going to turn around and go, oh my God, what? There's, there's drug use in a, a student accommodation? Oh, are you done? Like, oh my, Mary, Mary, Mary J? The guy who I was surprised at was the uh, Asian security guard. He couldn't hurt a fly. He could not hurt a fly. He was way too nice of a guy. Like, he was such a sweet guy. And if anything genuinely happened, I don't know what he would have done. He, he would have stood back and curled up in a ball, called someone. I think he would have just closed his eyes. Nothing's going, what? This is the, the brand new information that happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently there's one the year before we joined Callis. Like security guard with then was really, really bad and creepy. When people come out from nights out, open up the security gates and be like, try and talk to all the girls walking by. Wow. Wow. Actually, you think about it. You actually think about it. There should really be a good like psychoanalysis of these people before they're hired. Because like they're taking care of 
kids essentially we were kids yeah and like young girls you're essentially saying to like say to the security guard here's a master key to every single room in this building your sole purpose is to make sure everyone's safe i'm sorry but if a lunatic is in that building if if, if they hired a lunatic without knowing they could have done bits they could have done so much yeah they could have seen, ones, seen where they go and be like oh you're okay i'll look after you easily yeah, yeah. so yeah man it's, it's actually interesting, like, it's surprising how you, you don't hear, like, stories of, like, security guards doing about this. Like, I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah. Remember when I had the master key for, like, a couple of hours? Oh, my God, yeah. It quickly got taken off you. <laughs> they had it two hours, and then like, Chad said something to Anita, and they just, like, just hounded me down, like, where are you? It's like, I'm doing what he told me to do, moving the mattresses. Yeah. And, yeah, it's not like you stole it. No. She gave it to you. I think Chaz was like, oh, you give it to him, he's giving it to him. It's like, what am I going to do, really? Oh, no, wrong room. We were so polite. We were knocking on doors saying, hello, excuse me. Honestly, yeah, like, of all people, what would we have... The worst thing we could have done is what? Honestly, theft, maybe. Minor theft. That's as far as we would have gone. <laughs> Stole a couple of Harry Bows. Yeah, and yeah, that's, so, that's what's embarrassing. We were such kids. We were so immature. What would we have stolen? Sweets or something stupid. Like, or like, we probably would have gone into Manisha's flat and like, rearrange some things just to scare them or so I don't know we just some like some childish shit I had some random notes everyone watching you or whatever yeah there's cameras Bro, we were the we were the laser pen guys like come on we were, we were kids harmless 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 so harmless we had a bad no they loved this the staff loved us yeah no because we were good people we were like just good kids essentially and you know I think because so, we stopped and had a chat with them as well yeah 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 we got to know them but they were nice they were nice is he even callous anymore yeah, I think it's still callous because I know uh, someone, a couple of people that are students there. They're like uh, apprentices at my work. So and they're, they're oh, okay. uh, Coventry or Wolverhampton and they pick Coventry somehow. So it's like, oh, what's Coventry like? I used to go there. But yeah, Cass still callous. Like there's some nice accommodations there now though. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. The one across the road from Callis. It's yeah. delicious. Like, Callis is like, they're saying Callis is one of the worst now. Like, they're, yeah. They're, like, with... Rat problem. And, I'm not like, surprised. I'm not surprised. Do you remember the heap, the, the mounds of like rubbish that we used to have in our flat? Mm. I'm not surprised. The canal right there as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that was But like, apparently, like, is everywhere else the new ones that got built? They like got with the times and they put TVs in the kitchen and all this sort of oh. stuff. But Callis has stayed where it was and just didn't put a TV and they still charge extortionate amount of rent. Do you guys have um, what are they called? Vita? Are they called Vita? V I T A. Basically in Manchester, they built these um, like groups of like different accommodations. They're like under this, it's like same as United, same um, different uh, locations called Vita. And it's literally where all the Chinese um, students live because they're the most expensive accommodations. And honestly, each flat looks like a penthouse, like not a penthouse, but like it's the same luxury as a penthouse. It's insane. Like the amenities they have, but the price is ridiculous. I think at night, not a night, sorry, the, the weekly cost was like 400 and something a week. I was thinking like, that's insane. But hey, people live there. Mm-hmm. I remember I stood, outside, I stood outside it once because um, it's not right next to the train station. And I was literally stood there for maybe like, 25 minutes, th- like half an hour, waiting for my train. And I didn't see one <laughs> non-Asian person. It was hilarious. Every single person that went into that building was Asian. I was just like, you know what? They've got money. Now I'd like to take a second to thank our sponsor. Thank you. Back to the show. 
I honestly feel I could be a grade A moocher. Um, my mooching potential has been stopped. <gasps> I could have been the best in the world at mooching, like taking handouts. Oh, I would have been so nice to say, oh, thank you so much. I'm being so sincere about it. Well, so we skipped out on that stage, right? Yeah. So we could have mooched as kids. Now as an adult, you met a cougar. Would you, would you mooch? A sugar mama. Two years ago. You have? Get into it. I didn't know this. Are you serious? You had a sugar mama? Yeah. How old is she? She wasn't that old, to be fair. A lot older than me at the time. She okay. was 39, newly divorced, yeah. newly advanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, a kid was only, like, five, six. I remember you told me that one, but go on. And it's just, like, met her online, chatting to her, and she had, like, certain rules. Like, I could only talk to her through Snapchat, and she had to come <laughs> talk to me. I couldn't start a conversation with her. Wow. So you know what it reminds me of? Okay, have you watched New Girl before? Yes. You know, I've, I've still got one season to go, I think. Um, Schmidt's uh, boss. Yeah. I would, I would be in that situation easily, happily, gladly. But yeah, she was like new divorce. Apparently, like her husband had like a bunch of affairs, and she got mm. caught and all that. And like, she was a solicitor somewhere in Birmingham, mm. and like, she was rich though. But I like, finished work late, <laughs> late. I just go to hers after work, and I'd be like, all right, now the kids at like, the husband, the exes, so you can come over to them. Sorry. But, like, we'd always order food in, and it was really nice, too. Honestly, I was thinking about this. You know, if I... Okay, say say my girlfriend now strikes rich. Like, either she... she Actually, her, she gets paid more than me. If she continues down this line of getting paid more than me, um, say she becomes Stedman, like... aren't you? Huh? You're going to turn into Stedman, Oprah's husband. Oh! oh I was built to be Stedman, Jamie. <laughs> I was built for that life. Because I feel like Stedman... Perfect example... Because Stedman doesn't just sit around the house, does he? Like, I think he does things. He's got, like, a career, I think. Yeah, like, he's, he's, not, he's not just sat around. Exactly. So that's, that's me. I'll continue my life. But I'd be like, take the wheel, baby. Take the wheel. I'm, 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 not, I'm not the kind to be like, oh, I'm in my escalate. Like, oh, no, my wallet is smaller than your wallet. I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. Imagine being jealous that your girlfriend is a billionaire. Mm. Make it make sense. Please. No. Because you're a billionaire there too. <laughs> oh. You know what? When it comes down to it, she says sign a prenup, I would happily sign. No, I'm going to make her not want to get a prenup. No, I'd sign. I'd sign. Yeah, I'd sign. sign because I'm not, I, I guess at the end of the day, like I'm not, I'm not with life. her for the money yeah. or the lifestyle, but I would support that, you know, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If, if she turned around and she was like, oh, let's take the, the private jet to um, freaking Cancun tomorrow. I'm not going to turn around and go, oh, let me just check my Barclays app. Let me, oh, mm, maybe if I like move some money. No, I'm not. I'm going to be like, calm, let's go. I'll get the, I'll get the ne- Uber next time. I'll get, yes, I'll get the Uber. No, listen, she'll pick up the big thing. I will remind her every day, right? Every time I get paid, every time the money goes into the account, I'll be like, listen, you see that? Do you see that? Little, no, you didn't see it? That little tiny amount of money that went into your account? No, that was me. All right, I did that. <laughs> Don't worry, I got you. I got you. Don't worry. It's good. Valentine's Day, just in case. <laughs> Treat yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get her. Do you know what? This is what I do. I, oh, I'd be such a prick. Valentine's Day, I get her a Valentine's card with like 20 pounds in it. Well, you know what? I'd ball out and get like a 120 pound pair of Nike trainers. You know, the, the really expensive one, no one affords. And then she'd buy you the Nike factory and you'd be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you just have to become creative with that, like. At that point, you know, you can't buy you can't buy them something. I guess you have to just get rid of it. What would you do? 
spaghetti be, art or something. I'm like, I'd be the best know. cook in the world. I'd take like all these lessons. I'd be like, oh, you know what? You work. You let me know. I'll make you the best gourmet food. Like cocktail, here you go. You worked hard today. And then she'd go, but I just hired Gordon Ramsay to be our personal chef. And then you'd be like, um, can you hire Johnny Sins to teach me a few things then, okay? That's actually mad. I've I never thought about it in detail. I've always felt like, yeah, I'd be comfortable with it. I wouldn't have any issue with it. But I don't know how I'd like, how I would be. I guess I'd just be. Like, I'd just work. Yeah, I'd roll up. Oh, hey, you okay? So what do you want to do this evening? Oh, you got to go work? All right, cool. Uh, don't forget, Friday's date night. Hopefully, oh. I have a job where I'm earning more than 40k to afford these fancy Friday date nights. I'm like, don't worry, I've got Either. this one. You get the next one when we go to Italy. Imagine. But you know, I guess like a person, uh, I don't know, actually, everyone's different, but like if your girl became a billionaire overnight or like over a, a specific amount of time, you'd want to you'd assume that she'd remain humble enough to like appreciate small things that you do, you know? Again, yeah, like say you bought her some shoes, mm. which are like not even they don't move her bank account at all like no change but to you it could be significant but to her it's nothing i would just i would want her to at least like appreciate the gift not the money just the gift not the value well oh, thank you i would do a print special i'd get that rubik's cube thing with our pictures and be like look i made this for us he's so sweet yeah god's got it down <sighs> he has he has his gift ideas mm. that was a good one Chas copied it. A married man copied it. Really? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I would copy it. Yeah, I me too. It was. If I could, I just can't <laughs> right now. How's uh, your relationship been going through the whole COVID and long distance? You're probably used to long distance though. You know, it's funny. We were talking about this yesterday. So it's, it's, it's going well. Like everything's good so far. Obviously, we're reaching a, almost a year. I think February is a year. Like having like started this whole long distance relationship situation. And because of COVID, we've always uh, obviously only seen each other once in Tulum. I actually realized, I'm, I was going to say subconsciously, not very consciously, that this insecurity started building up of I'm not doing enough. Even though like I, there's literally nothing else I could do because you know it wasn't like I was choosing not to go see her. Trump said no. Now Boris is saying no. Everyone's saying you can't leave the country. But then I started to compensate for for that by buying her things mm-hmm. like and like it i mean people buy their partner things all the time but i started realizing that like i was doing it more and more and i i realized it was more because i felt like that was all i could do at the time mm-hmm. and you know how people always talk about love languages or like your love language is touch or like mm-hmm. um words of affirmation or whatever mine literally be- became buying things because again it was to compensate for all the other love languages i was mm-hmm. like i don't know what to do here so well, you couldn't do quality time, could you? Say, like, yours is probably something like quality time, isn't it? My, no, mine is touch better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, quality time. I think we actually, I think we did really well with quality time. Like, not a day has gone by this year that we haven't spoken. So we always find the time for each other during the day. Even if it literally one time, it was, like, a five-minute chat just to check in. Like, oh, hey, you know, sorry, I know you're busy. I'm busy. Like, um, I'll talk to you tomorrow. But, yeah, just want to say hi. That is like, that to me, like, I, I appreciate the fact that she made the time. She was super busy that day. She made a time called, and that meant a lot. But when you realize that that's all you, like, all your relationship is, you start feeling like you're not enough. Mm-hmm. That's the issue, honestly. Like, you start feeling like, oh, I need to do um, a lot more. I need to, like, basically supplement that conversation with everything, you know, with gifts, with, oh, man, like, 
and I mean, like, when I say gifts, I'm not saying, like, I was buying her moves every day, <laughs> something stupid like that, but it was just, you know, every now and then, like, I'd be on the internet, and I see something, I'd be like, oh, that's, that's sweet, that's cute, but then I realized it wasn't, like, it was no longer to be, like, as a nice gesture, it became, like, me satisfying my own insecurity. Just to let her that's know. When, like, we spoke about it. To let, her know, to let her know that you know that you're thinking of her or something, why not? Yes, yeah. yes. And that only works like to a point. And uh, we, had, we had that conversation yesterday and I was like, I'm, you know, I have realized this. I've realized I like this insecurity in a way. And she, she was surprised by it. She didn't realize that that was the case. She just thought, you know, again, people buy the partner's gifts, but without knowing the intent behind the gift, you just assume that it's just, you know, someone just being nice. So well, now that she knows it, I, I think I've um, kind of shot myself in the foot in a way because now any gift I get her from this point on, I think in the back of her mind she'll be thinking, like, is this because he wants to be nice or is it because he feels insecure? So I don't know. That's that's a new hurdle that we're trying to, I'm, I'm trying to like overcome. But no, I think all in all, it's going well. We've even started talking about, you know, like next steps and things like that and how's that, how that's going to look. It's just so hard to plan because Honestly, I feel like had I been with her, like, like physically been in the same space for this past year, I feel like we would have started talking about marriage, like properly, and you know, the next steps for that. But when you don't even know what your future, like home or where your future home is going to be, it just has like a layer of complication. Yeah, it's like, when you're going to see it, it's just, but it's giving you a, a year to <laughs> slow things down and rethink about it. And now you know, like, oh, this is a girl for you. True. That is very true. That is very true. You're yeah. not being rushed into anything. And good things come to those who wait. So literally, you've got until March. They're going to roll that out as many vaccinations as they can until then. And I really believe April will be back in a tier system, but hopefully it's like a tier. I think when we can start flying, I think it's, like, it's not like you're going to think, now nah, I'll wait until some of the fly. You're going to want to fly to LA straight away, aren't you? That's the issue, though, because the US has just been so kind of strict with the, the EU, well, now Britain and the EU, around like uh like just complete closure of the border that i don't even know if like the vaccinations will impact that i honestly think it's more political than anything i think biden's administration will really determine whether or not um we're allowed back in and i think he's he's planning on like signing a few um uh what are they called those like treaties or whatever uh Declaration. i can't remember but yeah He's, he's signing a few things. Like he's basically reversing a bunch of like, um, Trump. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Trump. Trump BS like BS is. Trumpisms. And I, I have. Yeah, I'm assuming that he's going to read up straight away, which is really good. <laughs> Can you believe we're even saying that? <laughs> in 2021, we're talking about a Muslim ban in one of the most powerful countries in the world. That's the most. The largest religion in the world being banned in America. Yeah, I thought Islam was the largest uh, religion in the world. Christianity. Oh, they overtook you guys? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Those missionaries yeah. are doing the Lord's work. They <laughs> <laughs> don't. I think that's a ma- major issue in the US at the moment of like how people will like immediately associate Republicans with racism, which isn't the case. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, with this administration, yeah, it's hard to justify it. But like, I think a lot of people look, I'd rather, you know, if I was a Republican, um, you can say that I'm selfish, 
you can say that I, you know, will will place my financial needs and my financial stability over like the the safety of like other people in like marginalized communities, which is essentially racism. But uh, I don't think it's like as cutthroat as you are a racist if you're yeah. born in Republican. They they basically hate people of color or a different religion. Yeah, because Schwarzenegger was a Republican, but I wouldn't call him a racist. Oh, he hated Trump as well. Yeah. Like, he hated Trump. I think, yeah, I think if you, I mean, it's impossible to, you can't, I was going to say, if you look at it just from an economic uh, standpoint, being a Republican just implies that you are maybe a little bit more um, conservative, obviously, when it comes to like tax, you know, you, you, you don't, you don't believe that uh, future generations should like have to pay for like, essentially like our, like, because I mean, if Democrats reduce tax levels and like um, they increase like the um, what's it called minimum wage and all that national budget and all of that, it it's good for the economy, it's good for the people right now, but it's terrible for the future generation. And in this, and like that's the Republicans are basically saying, well, no, I don't think like these tax cuts are a good idea. And to uh, a person who's looking at it purely from an economic standpoint, you can argue that yeah, that, I mean that makes sense. But then if you just put, like, load on top all the bullshit that Trump is doing outside of that, you couldn't vote for him. You naturally couldn't vote for him. Well, like, Trump but, isn't full-on Republican. He's just the guy they put in there to think, yeah, now we've got a guy in, in power that we can yeah. get certain laws, that the bad people can get their laws across that they want to get in. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of Republicans, like, that probably would be like, nah, never. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, I just don't like Trump, which is correct. You should not like Trump. The man is a bad, he's a real life movie villain. You couldn't, you, I don't think anyone can actually tell me. I mean, uh, there's 70 million people who probably tell me this, but like, you couldn't tell me he's a good person. No. I'm, if you want to argue that you're a selfish person who wants to vote Republican for like financial reasons, fine. If you want to tell me that, you know, you don't agree with Biden or you don't agree with Kamala Harris, fine. But you cannot tell me you're voting for Trump because he's a good person. Impossible. Impossible. A riot and then refuse to, like, denounce racists. Or when he said to, like, um, during the presidential debate, what did he say? When they asked him, like, oh, we want you to denounce these parties or, like, these groups. And he was like, um, um, essentially just, like, it, it reminded me of that, um, like, who is it? Warren G. Regulate, where he's like, regulators, mount up. Like, he was literally telling people to get ready for war. And I'm sorry, but like, anyone who's that divisive, any leader that's divisive, you need, you need to get rid of that guy. Like, yeah. get rid of that guy immediately. What? Stand, what, what, stand by, stand ready. That's what he said. That's, that's it. That's it. Something like, yeah. Trump, man. And the, that, the tapes that came out of him saying, you need to find these votes. Yeah. Oh, what's, that's what's said. I don't think, you know, Trump losing is, is great, but it's not the end of the story. 70 million people believed in, believed in what he said. Mm-hmm. That half the country believed in, well, half the voting country believed in what he said. That's mad. That's what I was like. It's still a loss. Yes, he's a yeah. loss, but in general, it's a loss. It's still, what, 45% of people still wanted him to make all these choices and with all these, like, 
Because what, what is a leader? What is a leader, right? It's nothing. It's just a person. It's just a party that has like a direction, right? Mm-hmm. Or like is proposing a direction. It's more about the civilian, the people. The, the, the literally like 70 million people who believe that Trump's way or Trump as a whole is like a, a decent human being. Yeah. I mean, no, not a decent human being, but like they haven't denounced all of his, like everything that he's done. That's you that's don't, scary. That's you don't scary. to work and think, okay, half the people vote here vote for Trump. Like you can say, you'd be like, well, you can't re ask, can you? <laughs> yeah, and I think it's it's really it's been really like weird for me because I essentially have had to like tread on eggshells on all these like calls with the US because I'm on a call with like what sometimes it'd be like 35, 40 US uh, colleagues. And I remember straight after the election, like <laughs> me, my manager, my other manager, we used to like make jokes in these calls. Be like, ah, oh, Trump, ah, like stuff like that. And I remember just seeing people's reactions or like the expressions and thinking, oh crap, yeah, like a lot of these people actually voted for, you, for Trump. And that's what's scary actually, is the fact that people, like people went like, um, didn't stand up and go, oh, no, 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 I, I vote for Trump. Like, I'm proud of that. People still want to hide the fact that they're, like, they have these beliefs. And that's what's scary, because you can't fight that. You, like, I could befriend someone and really think that they're a good person, not knowing that this is, this, is how they, this is how they vote or this is what they believe in. And, yeah, you'll never know. You'd never know that. Mm. It's, it's, uh, it's weird. Ash, doesn't ask you, so have you looked into what you'd have to do if you wanted to move to America? Uh, yeah, so I essentially want to move with my firm. Like, mm-hmm. I really like where I work. Um, they have an office in Texas and Santa Monica. I, I wouldn't be able to move to the Santa Monica office. But if I, if I go move to the Texas office, like, even for a couple of years, I'd enjoy it. Like, it's experience and then... I've heard good things about Dallas. Yeah, it's far from Dallas, so that's the problem. They're mm. in Austin. Austin. It's, it's a nice city, apparently. Yeah, it's like, like um, I only know because I'm hearing good things because I listen to his podcast with Matthew McConaughey, who's actually got like sort of a miniature government job in Dallas. Oh, really? So he's just he's trying to make Dallas a better place. Yeah. He's trying to make it like, so like what's happened before, it's a, a nice place for anyone really so I don't want any racism here. I want if shit goes down I, don't, I want it to be handled internally like hey like kids get arrested and stuff it's not like oh you book them straight away you take them to their parents and be like this is what's happening you know deal with it that's interesting he actually was um I watched a an interview with him recently there's a guy in actually the guy from Austin called Emmanuel Acho who, who straight after the George Floyd murder he kind of created this series called um Oh, what was it? Like, difficult conversations with a black guy. I think that's what it was called. And um, he invited Matthew McConaughey onto, onto, like, the show, one of the episodes. And essentially, Matthew McConaughey was just asking him questions. Like, you know, how did you feel about this? You know, what can I do with a white person? Blah, blah, blah. And honestly, as much as I appreciated that conversation, it made me realize that most of us assume, like, we work on this assumption that they there's a level playing field when it comes to like information that I honestly assume that everyone just really understood it. Like there is racism out there. Like, yeah. Systematic racism is a thing. They don't. Matthew McConaughey was actually asking like, Oh, so 
you're impacted in the workplace. And I was just like, bro, you how lived, do you not know this? He's lived such a precise lifestyle where, because he's been a good looking white man, everything's been handed to him. Yeah. And it goes to show that yes, he's involved in communities. Yes, he may have, I have black friends. Yes, that's fine. But you still don't understand what, they've, what people are going through. That's, yeah. what's, that's what's sad. And that's made, made me like reevaluate, I guess, how I have conversations with white people about uh, racism. Because I, again, was working on the, the assumption that people understood completely yeah. that racism was around, there was issues, systematic race, blah, blah, blah. They don't. And so you have to switch. You have to change your, your approach or else it just would not work, will not work. But no, I do, I do value Matthew McConaughey. I think what he's doing is great. I saw this um, article which compared houses in, I think it was LA, versus houses in Texas. It, oh, no, it was New York, sorry. New York, you were looking at flat, literally a one-bedroom flat for the same price as a five-bedroom mansion <laughs> in, in um, Texas. Mm. So it's insane. It's like, okay, yeah, you're in New York, hustle and bustle, but come on, is it really worth it? Worth it? No, I, I, like I said, I, I, for a long time, I was looking at moving out there as well. Yeah. But it's like kind of just like, well, I don't know. I think it was like last year. I kind of feel like I think I've hit the point. No, re- no return. Now I think I'm really. I'm stuck here. Yeah. And being I, mean, I think thirty is kind of like a lock-off point for me. It's like, nah, I just need to like settle and accept, and make roots here. You say that, Jimmy, but like there are people who move with families who <laughs> are like in their third, like late thirties, early forties, and they establish themselves like down the line. I think. It's a lot easier for someone with an established career to move, like to relocate to another country. Like most people who I've seen um, relocate to like Australia or New Zealand, they do so like later on down the line, like as managers or like senior senior staff, because then you're in demand as opposed to like, right now I'm not in demand. Like I could go to the US, like I'll find it hard to find a job. But if I was like a specialist in my, in like my, my specific area in compliance or like, you know, in any field or whatever, and I put my CV out there, I'm sure people will come to me. So that likelihood of like someone actually sponsoring me over in the US or whichever country is higher. I think like, I get what you're saying. I get like from a responsibility perspective or like a lifestyle perspective, you know, we're at that stage where we're probably looking to like sell down, start that next chapter in our lives. But that's not to say that this is it. Like you choose one or the other. I think one actually helps the other. Like if you're actually more established here, your chances of moving are a lot easier. The day this whole shit settles down and we can see each other, there's a room right there with your name on it. So Hey, I need to book annual leave this year. I've been told I can't stop oh. at the end of the year and take two weeks off. <laughs> did you uh did you like uh carry days off? Two days. I carry some as well, but I don't do you have like a limit when you can use them? Five days and they have to be used by they have to be booked by the end of March. Yeah, same. And I was like, oh, great. So I booked one day for when my tattoo gets finished. Yeah. So How's that going, by the Literally, it was meant to be this Saturday gone because uh, the COVID is now in June 1st. Oh. Yeah. But that's all right. I got the first part. I just need the second part. It's all paid for already yeah. as well. So. Where's the second part? Like, is it color? Adding color to it? Oh, no, no. Literally, cause I'm, it's going to be a half sleeve. Oh. So the front part's okay, done. Okay. Now the back part needs to be done. The back part. Yeah. My midlife crisis is my tattoo. You know what? It's a good-looking one, though. It's mm. a good-looking midlife crisis. I, I went on one date after my breakup, and um, 
like literally so at the thing i'm thinking all right cool i'm gonna play the tattoo all off really cool keep my coat on a while then just take it off and i got like my sleeves rolled up under it i felt so uncomfortable with my sleeves rolled up under my jacket <laughs> i was like oh i'm gonna hate this I thought, i'm gonna wait you know and then take it off and be like, and be like oh you got a tattoo oh well, yeah yeah i did i'm so cool about it so yeah. you were like doing things like uh, awkwardly just to like show the tattoo like oh, let me just answer my like phone this, like, yeah. Let me just answer, answer my phone so you can, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like sitting on the table like this, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean it. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I really like it, that too. Yeah, just like having a conversation with your arm off like this. Yeah, so, you know, how's life? What's new? <laughs> it reminds me of, um, so in Sydney's culture, um, like aunties and mums are always like trying to, like they're always trying to one-up each other. It's, I think it's the same in like most cultures. But like they're always trying to like, you know, if, if, if one auntie has a ring, listen, my ring's going to be bigger. If one auntie has like this bag, oh, my bag's nicer. It's, it's always the same thing. My mom <laughs> used to make fun of like these aunties by doing the same thing. Where like, she used to go like this, like she, she put on like some stupid ring. She'd be like, you see, I was, um, I was <laughs> talking to, I was talking to this uh, guy the other day. And <laughs> she was killing me. It's, oh, just, it's, it's the case though like people have something nice they want to show it keeping up with the joneses you know it is it is yeah. how scary is to be a, a young teen in today's age because my wallet when i was 16 15 16 years old could not afford mcqueen's jamie could not afford mcqueen's Mm-mm. And you see them all walking around in the McQueens now. How? Listen, when I was parents, a- parents maybe benefits. They come from a like you know um, working class background. Maybe working class should not be able to afford McQueens. Exactly. I'll just, I'll, I'm putting that out. I, I cannot afford McQueens. We are grown men. We have decent salaries. I wouldn't buy McQueens. That's not sustainable to me. Yet, kids in college, in college. Or wearing McQueen's or wearing Prada's or Gucci. Or what? Not even that. What did I do wrong? They're too expensive. But that's the thing. They're not too expensive for people who can buy McQueen's. But everyone is buying them. And I'm just like... Can't justify it. No. no. I'm not paying £500 for shoes when I only have £500 in my account. So you're telling me these people are spending all of their money on shoes? That's mad. Yeah. Not even that. There's just so much out there that you have to keep up with. You got to, if you want to have like, oh yeah, did you see my TikTok the other day? You got to be on the moon. Yeah. Like I was talking to my cousins, man. They're like, nah, we're not on TikTok. We know what it is. But like, we just mostly chat to people on Snapchat. So like Instagram's the main one still. But it's like, like I said, you, if you want to look the part, you have to dress the part sort of thing. Like if you want to have that good social media presence. I got, yeah. I got little cousins, right? They don't give a shit about that. They're like, oh no, it's cool, man. Doesn't matter to me. But, yeah, like, but I mean, like, that. like but I guess some people are looking in, in like the social groups where they, it's okay for them to like not wear these designer clothes, so it's fine. But there are some people who their entire social group is made up of people in like Louis Vuitton or like mm-hmm. you know Prada or Balenciaga, whatever. They feel that pressure, and I'm sorry, but like that's terrible, like for your mental health, to be in that group and know that you have to like literally spend every penny in your account to keep up with the Joneses when you should be friends with the Joneses anyway. You, they are, 
They're not in your league, friend. Yeah, yeah man. Like, it's like weird. It's like he said that his mates went on these dates with girls, right? And they're like expecting to take him to to put it in um in like uh, the cube in Birmingham. So it's like so like a hundred quid meal, which you know, for a little eighteen year old, who the hell's gonna drop a hundred quid on a meal? Oh. And girls are expecting first dates there and all that. It's like, what the hell? We're 18. I'm not taking you to the place where I've got to drop 100 quid on the bill just so you can get a couple of nice pictures and all that just because some girl on Instagram has that. It's like, bro, that girl's oh. probably taking a guy that's 30 years old. She's 18 and he's taking her there because his dad's got money. Do you think that's it? It must be it. It must be driven by them trying to please the same girls I've been pleased by you know, some next guy who has all the, like all these designer things. So for them to be in that same conversation with these girls, or to have an opportunity to have a conversation with these girls, they they like save up all their money and buy these. Things. I I've got two case studies for you. Uh, so a mate of mine, his brother, good looking kid, like he's a good looking kid. He's smart as well. He's doing like economics at uni in Nottingham, no Leicester. Sorry, my cousin's going Nottingham, and. Uh, Oh, and basically right so he's seen this girl good looking girl and he's like yeah we've been dating like a year now and the next thing you know she starts blowing up on instagram a little bit getting a lot of attention from guys and she breaks up with him and gets with like the next guy the next week that's literally like driving a lamborghini dropping off the lectures in the lamborghini and he's like literally a week later i was like yeah she's probably always chatting to this guy and he's like let's be honest like could you have taken to like all these fancy places like you don't have a car oh. yet because you're a student. You know, you can't afford a car. And he's like, yeah, he's just really down about that. It's like, well, if you can't compete, you can't compete. Don't feel bad about it. Yeah, it sucks at the time. Exactly. But it works out for you in the long run. If you're yeah. with a girl a year and she's happy to dump you for like, you know, some guy because he's rich, that's not the right person to be around. Man or woman, see, they're not right, the right person. At the same time, though, I don't blame the girl, so to speak. I think a girl, if, if a, not just a girl, like if someone has like set expectations for a relationship, like you've set the bar, you've set pace from day one. I'm going to take you out to the um, the cube. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, buy you some like designer shoes. So I'll buy you this, buy you that. Mm-hmm. And that's the pace that you're saying from day dot. If you can't maintain that and somewhere down the line, you know, you have to have that conversation with them. Like, look, I've, I've promised you this. Not just that I've promised you this, but like I've, this has become your expectation of me. And now I'm like, I'm, I'm essentially coming clean and like telling you, ah, that's not me. I, I, I can't maintain this because like from day one, I couldn't maintain this. I don't think it's like, I don't think you should judge a girl, so to speak, for like bouncing and being like, oh, well, essentially you lied, you deceived me because that's what you made me believe was like, that's who, who you were. So I'm going to go find someone else who can. Kids are always scared of me. I don't know why. I always try like, hi, hi. She's just got uncomfortable around men. <laughs> yeah. I forgot that. I forget because like, I think back in the day, I used to like be able to speak to little kids and be like, hey, hi, like my little cousins, like we'd have fun. But now I guess like you see me and you're not looking at a boy anymore, a little boy, you're looking at a man. So it must be like different. Because I remember back in the day when, like, yeah, oh, my God, you're right. Because back in the day when I was young, and, like, this grown man would come up, my dad would be like, oh, say hi to so-and-so. would be like, hi. Whereas, like, if it was a little kid, I'd be like, hey, hi. And, like, we'd stop playing around or whatever. Shit, we're grown, man. Shit, man. 
Man, you're still 29. Live it up. Well, how? How, Jamie? How? Uh, I don't know, man. Um, bubble party? <laughs> Get some fairy liquid? That was my 21st. <laughs> um, went to a bubble party in Rococo, was it? Somewhere in Birmingham. I can't remember. I just remember because like, we invited Yusuf and Alex and everyone. It was a good night. Risa, was it? Maybe, yeah. maybe. Oh man, that's good. Time. I never thought that was a good idea. She go kill themselves. Honestly, a bubble party in the UK. In the middle. Cool. Well, it's spring still. You know, still cold out. It could be the middle of summer, Jamie, and you'd be cold. Ugh. This is the UK. We're just idiots here, man. <laughs> Actually, you know what thing that makes me kind of uncomfortable? Hmm. Thinking about the whole like nightlife scene, like the going the bar scene. I think at first I would feel pretty uncomfortable going into a crowded place. It's like been a year. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to miss the table service that you get without the pretty, like, pay extra money. That's actually true. Yeah. It's like... Going to a bar. Because even now, say you're, like, at a bar, you wouldn't be able to go straight up and talk to someone because you probably get your own table still for a, a while. Yeah. That whole talking to people at a bar thing is gone. It's out the window for now. Oh, God, yeah. Like, you... <laughs> Like it's very reasonable for a person to turn around to you and be like, oh, sorry, I'm distancing, I'm social distancing, don't talk to me. And you have to, I mean, yeah, like, is this- and they could genuinely want to talk to you, but they don't, like, they're worried. Oh, that's mad. Yeah, like, I feel sorry for freshers, man. That university experience is just going to be so different, so like, large. Yeah, my cousin, he's a fresher this year, and he's just been like, one of his flatmates got COVID, so they all had to lock himself in their, like, rooms for two weeks, didn't he? Yeah. And because they've gone down, he's staying at home for this lockdown. He said, well, there's no point me going back because no one else in my flight has gone back. I'm all, I can work at home. I might as well just do it here instead of wasting money going there. Because I think the accommodation said, we'll give you money back if you choose to stay at home. Really? Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a win. So all, all his lessons are online, but like, think about it. Next year, it, it, I don't know, man. There's going to be some super gonorrhea or something going around. Oh, something. Yeah, something. They're going to find like a, a AIDS COVID variant. That- yeah. It's now going around. It's just because, uh, like, the only form of dating now is online through these apps. Yeah. And again, like with these apps, again, I think people have a short attention span. I have a short attention span. And like, I think when you talk to someone, it can get boring. And so you don't want to talk to them anymore. Because there's only a certain amount of times you can ask, oh, how's your day? What have you got planned this week? What are you cooking? Oh, yeah, I can cook. I think at some stage um, this year, to get everyone's going to get really frustrated and say, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm going back to normal. I'm not, I'm not going to listen to any more guidance. I'm just going to go back to normal. I think, I think it will be like a social revolution. Everyone just decides to like get involved and go back to normal. Yeah, I think it will be after this. If there's another lockdown after this lockdown, everyone's been like, no, no, we've done it too long now. We listened to you for how long? You didn't get it right, right. What, what, what is wrong? We're being vaccinated now. Why are the numbers going up? Like, we're staying at home. So then who are these people that are breaking the rules? Yeah. It? Oh, Jamie, Jamie, the frustration, the frustration. So, I am, um, being the economics nerd I am, I went on the Office of National Statistics because <laughs> I wanted a breakdown of like, I just wanted to understand the COVID deaths by age because, you know, whenever you see that, like, you watch the news, you see that, like, okay, 51,000 new cases per day, um, 1,000 deaths per day. It's, it's worrying. So, I was like, okay, who is actually like, who's this affected? And not to say that, like, one death isn't significant, but like, 
just understand. I'm going to quiz you. How many people do you think calendar year 2020? How many? Uh, there's like 75. Like let's say just over 75,000 deaths, right? In that time period. How many people do you think died under the age of four? Zero percentage. No, not percent. Like number. Oh, number. Uh, I still reckon it'd be due to COVID. Yeah. Maybe I don't know less than five. I want to say. Yep, four. Four. Okay, that's under the age of four. Under the age of 20. I'm going to stick with, I want to say under 50. So I'll say about 40. 20. 20, ah. Right. Okay, now under the age of 30. 75,000 people have died from it, right? Under the age of 30. I want to go with 20 on this one too. No, no, it's more than that. All oh, right, let's say 40. 160. 160, okay. In a year, 160, right? Now, how many people died of COVID? above the retirement age 65 i'm guessing seventy-four thousand something something, something. <laughs> oh, no <laughs> not to that extent it's fifty-five thousand. Fifty-five thousand. but it just goes to show that the people who are at risk right are retirees so i never knew that anyway like mm. it's assumed but i speak to a friend of mine who's a pharmacist like she she runs a pharmacy in in uh, leeds and i talked to her she was just so frustrated because she said to me like these people know that they are in the at-risk bracket right she was like, sometimes there'd be people who are finding it hard to just walk, right? They're on a, like a Zimmer frame or a walking stick. They, they're like literally crawling the, their way into the pharmacy to pick up drugs that they get delivered. And she was like, these, it's these people that are literally making the numbers like skyrocket because they understand that they are the people who are at risk, yet they find it okay to just go around about their yeah. daily business. And, like, I, I, and I understand Huh? They're like, oh, but they're like, oh, we have a routine. We need to do this. You can't restrict that. But I, I appreciate that, like, someone at that age, that's maybe like, you know, some people, I really feel sorry for the elderly because some of them don't actually have like human interactions for like days at end. So to them, going out to the pharmacy, going out like here or there, that's all they really can do. So I really don't blame them. I blame their families for like letting them get to that stage, first of all. But also just not having, like, not being there. Imagine, Jamie, imagine not being there for like your elderly family. That's mad to you, right? Like, that to me was like, that's not even like a fathomable thing. I, I could never see me not being there for like an elderly family member. Impossible. But for people to just be forgotten about, that's sad in itself. That's like out of mind, isn't it? But I feel like it's the NHS's responsibility then. If they're t- talking about like, oh, well, there's like a lack of beds, there's a lack of space in hospitals, well, why don't you address it before it gets to that stage and make sure that these people, like, there are hospital records of people who are like in that retirement age, right? We, they know where they live reach out to them mm-hmm. and make sure that they are aware that like it's it's life or death for them to stay at home because these these hospital beds i promise you yes the, there are going to be people in their 30s 40s 50s in there but the majority are going to be people in their 60s up like it's it's they're the ones who need to be spoken to and like listen mm-hmm. it's safe but like phone like doc put stuff on tv on bbc saying listen yes you guys are at risk okay just stay at home like everyone yeah. else and like specifically to them yeah like i think a lot of people that are like like under the age of that the retirement age and dying because of underlying health issues so it's like the yeah. death may not have been caused by covid directly because of mm-hmm. like covid in the system classes a covid death it's like covid complication yeah so it's yeah. like caused the death yeah because like uh my uncle my uncle's best mate he died and the same mm-hmm. covid but the guy had like a thousand and one things going wrong with him but he yeah. still thought I'm above the thing. I can go India. No problem. I can travel. That's the problem. Yeah. It's yeah. like, okay, 
you're obese, all right, you're at risk because obviously your your body can't handle certain shit. Mm. Like what was that seventeen year old girl that died? It's like, oh she's seventeen or she died. Let's have a look at the picture. Yeah, well, she's obese. People just need to be aware of their like complications, man. Yeah. Like if I had, you know, underlying like respiratory issues or I mean I'm saying this while I'm smoking shit, it's probably not. <laughs> but that's me, but like if I had like respiratory issues, if I had like like you said, like I was overweight, um, heart problems. These are the things that like you should really be aware of as as a person. And just like because at the end of the day, as a human being, what what is like your number one thing, like goal? It's like self-preservation. That's why like it's selfish, but that's like everyone's goal. So if that's what's in my mind, and I understand that these are the, the issues, I understand my body, I understand myself. Why the hell am I stepping out of the house? There's Uber Eats, there's everything, everything you need nowadays can be delivered. Even if you don't have anyone to deliver it for, like any, any family to take care of your friends. Brother, farmers will deliver your, your, your drugs. Like every supermarket has a delivery option now. What else, what do you need? What do you need to step outside for? Exactly. Socialize, yes, but understand that like, okay, what's more important, socializing or your life? No, no, so you can go for a walk, but yeah, go for a walk, wear a mask, just by yourself. Like, that's what it's really annoyed me this time. People are like, yeah, I don't have time to work out. You know, it's not that hard. Just go for a walk, even half an hour a day. Your lunch break. This girl I know, right? She was like, oh, yeah, I want to start working out because during lockdown, she, like, she was skinny. I saw a picture of her and I don't know what happened, man. She's my size now. I was like, what happened there? It's like, you know what? You going out to, you know, clubs and drinking, that's your exercise. You've not got that. And she bought a treadmill. That's true. Put it in front of a TV and hasn't used it once. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not that hard. You don't need to deep fat. Okay, you know, talking about communities, I'm part of the air fry community now. Air fry. I'm in. There. To, okay, you need to talk to me about that because I'm seeing so much propaganda. Is that what it is? Propaganda. I don't know what it is. It's not propaganda, Mo. Air fries are the way forward. Okay, they're yeah. so healthy. Like you can deep fat fry stuff, and yeah, sometimes it might taste a bit better. But it's like ovening it, but better because it consumes less energy then an oven, the air fryer, and then you put like a tablespoon of oil in there and it comes out perfect. Once you get like the timing of your air fryer, right? Even though you just pull it out, shake it out, put it back in. Okay, all right, explain it to me. What is an air fryer? It literally, it's like, it's like a convection oven. It travels, it circulates the heat faster and in a smaller area space. So the food comes out cooked better. Right. And it doesn't have like a so, weight base to it. You only need to put like a teaspoon okay. of oil in. So it's like a Dyson. <laughs> yeah. Like a Dyson machine inside of a cooker. Okay. So, yeah, there's so oh, I made wings the other day. So the wings were like they were like fresh wings. All I did was put some salt and pepper on them and a bit of oil when it was in the air fryer. Put it on there for about and a bit of baking powder as well, just to get crispy. Put it in there for about I think 15 minutes in the air fryer and it was perfectly cooked. Then in like a frying pan, I like I put some frank sauce and some butter, let that and some barbecue sauce. Then threw them in there, tossed them up. There you go, wings made perfectly. I might need to get involved. I might need to get involved. Not even that, like, because it's all max. You don't have to worry about burning your food for leaving the oven too long. You can get, to put it back, you can get those um, uh, chicken char grills from, like, Asda or whatever. Just whack them both in there. Get it done. It's simple. And then another thing that's pretty sick as well is, you know the thing when people get the wraps and they they put a line through it, like chicken nuggets on one side, fold it off. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Back in the air fryer and it cooks it perfectly. Oh, no, I'm sold. I'm sold. And I'm also part of another community. The bone broth community. I've started making bone broth. Oh, <laughs> are you on TikTok? No. No, okay. That's it's huge on TikTok for a while. Yo, it's sick. So I've got these bones dead cheap and I bought a pressure cooker. In four hours, it tastes sick. It adds some sriracha to it. 
some uh, malt vinegar, a bit of lime juice, shake it like water. Oh, so you, so you use it mainly just as soup, not like as a broth for like a, a dish? For like ramen? No, I don't make ramen, I'll use that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So my, I made ramen this week for like everyone at home. And my dad's like, why do you order food out when you can cook food like this at home? <laughs> like, you try to fucking put that, bro. Food, does it? But like, I know I I'm actually going to make ramen right now. But I, I drink it because it's actually really good for you. It's got loads of vitamins, nutrients, and I'm tr- I'm 30 now. I need to stay young. Oh wow! I can't pass the 25 like stage. you, mate. We're at that stage, bro. Hey. Do you know what I'm actually starting to think of? Think about um, when are we gonna like? When are we gonna graduate into anti-aging stuff? I'm already there. You got it. Oh. Basically, that was me asking. Going to recommendations. <laughs> uh, yeah, the ordinary are really good. The ordinary is a bad boy. Bad yeah. boy brand. So they like everything. I got like a morning routine and a uh, a nighttime routine. Different for different creams. So like um, morning, it's like I have like a CBD oil on my face, rub that in, and then hyaluronic acid, and then like this like moisture, vitamin C moisturizer, and then it's got SPF. 30 in there, always mm-hmm. to be a 30. So I'll have that in the mornings and at night. It's um, also got this under eye thing. Just myself, uh, I have retinol. I think that's what's called retinol and mm-hmm. as well on my face just to keep it plump. And also I so, take biotin and collagen tablet supplements every night. Oh, so I screwed myself over with vitamin D. Um, so I got it from the ordinary, like in a little pipette thing. I didn't realize that like a little goes a long way. And I squirted like a full pipette into my hand and I rubbed it all over my face. And my face literally broke out like not into spots but like hives <laughs> i had hives all over my face looking good two or three days like it was that was a bad day that was a bad time that was the first time i used it i got it, I got it down like i'll exfoliate my skin once a week i'll steam it once a week do you steam as well yeah i need to get into that steaming yeah, stuff like that man you, like i figured you know mars will get at it now i don't have any wrinkles but yeah it'll slow it down because i'm also taking minoxidil on my hair so i don't lose oh it. yeah yeah it was kind of I'm, starting to thin out, I'm starting to get like little patches here. So I've been using like um, what do you call it, like a derma roller and like um, yeah, I use that on my face as well, a derma roller. Oh, no, what you want to get? <laughs> want to get thing, you need, like Rogaine and stuff like that. It's minoxidil. That's what keeps your hair coming. Minoxidil. Okay, I'm actually going to be with that. Yeah, so I use that on my hair because it was got, it was really bad before. Like a year yeah. ago, the top of my head you could see straight through. Like, oh really? On certain uh, camera angles and lighting, it was bad. I was pretty good at covering it, like starting out styling it. But I saw one really bad picture and I thought, can't I be need to address this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it looks a lot better now though thankfully it's like thick enough of it yeah okay i'm gonna which um specific product do you, do you use i'll show you i'll show you my kit because i'll literally amazon that shit right now all right it's uh minoxidil's this it's got the company's label on it so i'm not sure you can find it you might be able to find it on um ebay minoxidil it's gotta be five percent hair was it hair something with the clinic what's that hair regal clinic I'll, I'll show you like where i started getting my shit from where i think these guys get their shit from but it's basically rogaine i've heard that before what is that it's the hair thing keeps oh. your hair coming back <laughs> oh minoxidil yeah if you've got the company yeah if you've got the site oh um, yeah it's kirkland basically it's kirkland they just put their own sticker over the top so kirkland I'll, kirkland I'll, I'll share it with you send that send that this is like what i started using actually this is a good price because for me it was the because now i've taken my like I actually took my locks out. So these are all just braids. Like I literally put it into braids just because just to manage it until obviously we're out of lockdown and I can get them redone properly. But I literally took it out, Jamie, because like, I mean, it, it, this is this is the reason because I pull it back. Um, it's like pulled my hairline back. Not that bad. I mean, like my, I've always had a big forehead, but the corner specifically is starting uh, to pull back. And I'm like, no, no. 
Not today, sir. Definitely with that. So like Dermarole or Minoxidil, like Dermarole once a week and just Minoxidil, like rub it in, like the whole thing. In, in all your hair if you want as well. Like, my cousin, he uses it on his face to figure out his beard to come through. Yeah. I need to like fill in these spots here. Okay, shit. That's it. I'm buying that right now. Yeah, I think I got my beauty regimen on point right now. I've heard, like, I watch, like, Pharrell, like, my nighttime scrub and everything, my morning scrub. Like, my sister's regimen is what? Like, she's got, like, a fucking basket full of stuff that she puts on her face. Yeah. Like, I'm going to jack that shit when she's not looking. But don't you think, I think, I think, generally speaking, though, we've, we've not had, like, terrible skin issues, like, in the past. Like, we've always had, like, generally okay skin. Yeah, been right. I think Raj had it worse. That's when he's taking testosterone supplements. So he broke yeah. out pretty bad. Yeah. That was his own fault for taking testosterone supplements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, we've all been good because, like, even you never drank that much. Well, I didn't drink that much water at uni. No. Yeah. I don't. I remember I was buying, like, the big jugs once a month, maybe. <laughs> so literally, we were drinking five liters a month. That's so bad. Like yeah. now, I think I'll do five liters like in a day or something. Yeah, yeah. I drink one of those like Evian bottles, the big ones a day. But I don't, what is that, one liter? Yeah. Yeah, I can't do five. I'm pissing like a fire hydrant. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's my little break from work because otherwise I'm sitting at the desk for too long. Maybe June will be able to like, I'll be able to come down to London and be like, yeah, let's hang out. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be months. Like, I wish I came in that little respite we had in between. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I always feel like I wasted that time. I didn't do much. Yeah, like, I think I saw Raj a couple of times when we went to get food. I was like, oh, I wish I came down to see you or something like that. So I should have yeah. just done it because we were allowed to. But I didn't think. I thought, yeah, it'll be all right. This is it now. Yeah. And then the numbers started to shoot up. When, when's the next, um, like, next time where they like, review it again and consider extending all? February. Well, he's saying it's going it's to be February. one, so April. But they're reviewing it again sometime in February. They might be like, yeah, you know, extra two weeks early. We're doing good. We're getting the. Oh, vac- okay. They're saying, oh, what's your thoughts on the vaccination? You're going to get it done. Oh yeah, immediately. Yeah, hundred percent. There's people that are like I still don't trust it. It's like I don't, I don't trust it. But like, I just, I, I want to go back. I want to be able to fly. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to like. There are so many things I want to do that are going to be like prohibited if you don't have the vaccine that I'm just like, ah, oh. I know it's terrible to say like, you know, if there is actually like an impact to my health, then but honestly, so be it. So be it. <laughs> if this turns me into a mutant shit, sign me up to like X-Men school or whatever. I'm down. In it. Like, I don't think there's going to be any, rep- it's going to be like the flu vaccination. We've got to have it like every couple of years or so. To get yeah. Top. Yeah. Yeah. There I are mean, some scary stories out there. There are like some scary like theories, but Whatever conspiracies. It's a theory. I don't want to hear people that do their research when they're taking a shit. Okay, that's when they're doing <laughs> it. I wanted to listen to the guy that spent his year, whole life studying for this. Exactly. Not twenty to forty minutes here and there. Like I could make up an argument that sounds like halfway decent and like it's convincing. Anyone can do that. Anyone can like just spew some semi-intellectual bullshit and kind of. It, it will come across as like research like um theory mm-hmm. but like you said i don't have a qualification i couldn't tell you my the, the most advanced like understanding i have of viruses is like a level that's it so i'm not going to sit here and be like oh yeah so clearly this vaccine is you know underdeveloped and like it's going to cause mutations i don't know i don't know 
I don't know this. Yeah. I've, if I say that, I've said that because I've read something. I can't back that up. It's dumb. Like, the only thing I know about vaccination is that they inject a dead version of the virus into you so your body can handle it. It's like, yeah, well, that makes sense. Oh, flat earthers. They think their world is flat. They, to me, are just attention seekers. I, I'm, I ignore them. <laughs> if you ignore them, they'll go away, Jamie. I've not got time for that. I ha- like, there is so much going on in this world. There's poverty. There's, there's you know, famine. There is, there is a war, uh, genocide, all of this. And people want to talk to me about a world that's flat with, with no actual, like, ever. oh, my favorite was actually there was a guy who was trying to, like, prove that the Earth was flat. So he did this, like, uh, experiment where he shot a laser. And he said, like, if the world is round, then the laser at this distance will shoot. Okay, so, like, say you have a piece of paper and you shoot a laser from a specific distance and it hits, like, this specific dot. If you move it back, then because the world is curved, the laser should be higher up. And he was like, yeah, so clearly I'm going to do this experiment in, in, like the, in the desert and I'll show that the world is flat because it'll be in the same spot. He did it and it was higher and he went, oh, I guess, I guess the world is round. <laughs> you know, I'm glad he accepted it. I was you know, oh. like, this problem was sold in the 90s in a little Disney show they called The Dinosaurs when they're like, my death is I'll walk off the edge of the earth. And then they walk around the whole earth. Do you know what's crazy, actually, about dinosaurs? What? Until, when was it? I, bro, it was something mad like the 50s when they found the first um, dinosaur skeleton. People didn't know about dinosaurs. How mad is that? 50s it was. It was something weird. Like, I can't remember when the first dinosaur skeleton was found. My God, imagine but thinking, what it was literally. Giant, what is this giant dog? Look at this dog. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to find out because I've, I've watched the research there. Like, this stuff mentioned. Someone said it. Like, oh. Jesus, man. That is... I don't even think about stuff like that, you know? Okay. Imagine the first... Uh, okay. Like, so the first... Uh, it was 19, uh, 1677, sorry. It was the first time a dinosaur bone was found. But the person who found it thought that it belonged to a giant human. <laughs> oh. Oh, no. Actually, it was, uh, it was a lot earlier than that. It was 1840. Damn. But imagine that. Oh, that's why, because it was people were basically saying that uh, pharaohs had no idea what dinosaurs were. Like a bunch of different civilizations had no idea that there was these huge lizards walking around. Like it just wasn't a thing. But imagine you being like, "Oh, fine, dinosaur. I guess I'm uh, going to create a new job now: archaeologist, paleontologist." Shit. I'm a specialist in these giant human bones. There is one theory which I would love to know if it's real. Um, did you know that the the concept of like the Earth's core? Is, is just that, it's a concept, it's an idea. Like no one actually knows. Oh yeah, you can't go to that deep down. They tried drilling once to like a certain level just to show that like, okay, we've gone past the first crust and like we're at this like sedimentary level or whatever. And they couldn't, they'd, like, they just couldn't drill that far. Um, so it's just, it's never, been com- it's never been confirmed. It's like, there's no actual like way, like our civilization has not found the technology to drill that far. So like, they just don't know. How the hell do they learn about plate tectonics and all that shit then? That's what I want to know. There are some things in science where I'm just like, how did you get that? Do you know what I think? Honestly, you're going to laugh. But Transformers, just hear me out. Do you remember in Transformers how they had that one scene where they said, most of our technology comes from Megatron? I believe that. As soon as I heard that, I was like, yeah, that guy, yeah, I'm, I'm with that 100%. There's a Megatron out there who gave us the microwave, gave us the microphone, gave us the fucking... Um, uh, TV, everything that we have, all this techno iPhones, Megatron. No, you want to know something? Well, Nikola Tesla 
So all them years, God can oh. buy a little electricity before anything, before even now. You would know it, what? Tesla would have been a revolutionary because you know why? I would be charging my phone right here, just like that. It's charging. But like, but Benjamin Franklin's like slammed the case against him. And then yep. after, like, because he was struggling to make money, he sold, he like made nuclear warheads and all that sort of shit. But the guy's ideas are, it actually it wouldn't work now because you've got to think with Wi-Fi in the air and all that. But then the yeah. problem the ways to like overcome that. But yeah, like, that guy. It's just the concept of like, hydroelectric and all that yeah they oh, i just you know what sometimes i like i hate the west for that if someone isn't of the west immediately they vilify him or they try and like just just rubbish his idea yeah because they're like his idea is better than ours fuck him yeah but that guy if everyone followed his way it would have been a lot more steampunk but it's okay it's the same idea with the vaccine russia had a vaccine going from day dot like they were ready and i remember as soon as like he was announced the US went crazy. What? A vaccine? Russia? Mm, impossible. Nah, what? Well, that's not going to work. They're using it. I think they vaccinated like the majority of their population already. Um, who else had a vaccine? I think China produced a vaccine, which they shot down. But as soon as our vaccine was ready, like Oxford, as soon as Pfizer's was ready, the Moderna. Oh, that, that's, the, that's the future, guys. Hey, listen, the US and the UK, we figured it out. We've yeah. saved you guys. We've saved the world. Yeah. Come on. Even though the Pfizer has like a 95% um, uh, effectivity or whatever rate. Apparently Russia's chilling with the COVID thing. They're like, I know this. Like, oh, you remember the Russian girl from Rajasthan? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So chat Really? She thinks I live in London. Everyone outside the UK thinks everyone lives in London. So, oh, Wolverhampton, that's like two minutes away from London, right? Yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, London, I take pictures of Wolves. Yeah, this is like a certain part of London. Sometimes I've gone on like, <laughs> Instagram to screenshot a picture. Like, yeah, yeah, I took this. It's so frustrating to, trying to convince someone that you don't live in London. Like, I'm from Warrington. Oh, London? Yeah. They don't fuck around. What Putin says goes. If Putin hey. says stay at home, you're staying at home. I'm not stepping outside. Are you? I'm stepping outside in Russia. Yeah. Putin says stay at home. I value my life and I'm black. What? No, why, am I, why am I in Russia if I'm black anyway? That's, just, Have you that's one question I've always had. He's done. He's crazy. Like, there was a thing that says, oh, he has to step down after X amount of years. It's abolished it now. He can stay as long as he wants. That's in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putin to me is just synonymous with Russia. Like, you can't. Even if, he, even if he leaves, even if he chooses to leave, it, it doesn't matter. Like, he is the, like, supreme leader forever like china supreme leader forever. he's gonna pick the next guy and he's still like no 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 no. i'm still gonna get final say i'm sure you still come to me yeah just, well didn't like, he do that didn't he create the role of the prime minister but then he became president yeah something like that something like that yeah where he again became like the ultimate power <sighs> he's a bad man imagine that power riding bareback on a horse just for pictures trump could never no oh my Boris God. could never like they're impeaching him now, if, just so he doesn't run again in four years. That's the reason. Yeah. Do you reckon they really need to like walk a really steady tire up there? Because I mean, based on what happened in the Capitol recently, if they impeach him, if they if they choose to convict him of anything, that will fuel the fire. People, because they honestly, some people in the US see him as a messiah, see him as Jesus Christ. So if you turn around and say to them, "Oh, I'm locking this guy up for X, Y, and Z," ah, I don't even want to. Hey, it's gonna be mad. Like, be mad. Like his old taxing, what he paid, what $75 in tax, and it's like this guy is taxing you and not taxing himself. How can you say it's for you? You, you know, it's one of these things you can't argue with idiots, you can't argue like with like someone who's overly emotional, it's not gonna work. They're yeah. just way too, they're way too invested in, in this idea of Trump to understand the reality. 
I would like to appreciate the reality. He he gave them a voice essentially. So I don't. I mean, I honestly sometimes sympathize slightly with it because I appreciate that they felt they were not marginalized first of all at mm-hmm. all. You know, I'm sorry, but like white America was not marginalized. Mm-hmm. The working classes were marginalized. And they can claim that, yes, as a working class person, I feel marginalized, but a white person in America still has copious amounts of power. So I don't believe that, you know, um, I'm sorry, I think Trump kind of uh, played on that and kind of gave them a voice and made them, you know, feel empowered in essence and just said, oh, I'm here for you. I'm here for the working class white person. And because, yeah, again, like, you know, we had um, people fighting for like civil rights in black communities had the LGBT communities fighting for their own rights. And they literally, stupidly, wanted their own fight. For what? I mean, if people band, banded together and fought for like social class rights, by all means, but that affects everyone across the board. But they decided that this fight was me. I, I as a white person in America, I, I'm feeling marginalized. <laughs> I can't even keep a straight face saying it. A white person in America feeling marginalized. Not the, best, sense. not the best one was... They started, they marched because they didn't want to wear a mask. Ah, just, America is just made up of people who were like, who conflate patriotism with like, it's just this weird form of like, they're they're too emotionally connected to the country. That's the problem. Like, they're they're very inward facing because America is so, you can't help but face inwards. You could spend your whole life traveling America, you still wouldn't probably see the best parts. Whereas we're an island, a small island, we can only dream of better things out there. But also, Jamie, I feel like we're realistic, though. I think it's, it stems from, like, our upbringing. I, we didn't sit there and, and scream the national anthem before school every day. Uh-huh. We don't have this inherent sense of, like, um, belonging to the UK. We have an appreciation for our citizenship, but it's not, like, we're not nationalists. We, I, don't, I could not, like, honestly, people in America... Chloe, I'll give you an example. Chloe sometimes finds it like I will we'll have this, these kind of conversations and she'll find it hard to talk like badly about the US. Or like she'll feel she just has a set like oh she has this need to defend the US, even though she knows like like later on she'll be like, Yeah, actually, yeah, no, I can't defend that. But like it's always the need to defend. I'm I mean I'm Sudanese, British, yeah. like I don't really like but at the end of the day, if I, I I'm sure if I ask the white person, oh, what do you think, like how do you think Boris has like handled the coronavirus uh, pandemic? They'll give me an honest opinion. Mm-hmm. They're not going to sit there and go, oh, I stand by Boris. I stand by everything. He's No, they're not. Whereas the US, they do that because they have this nationalistic ideology of like, oh, I can't speak badly about the US. I have to defend the US by all means. And it's something that's ingrained from a, a childhood. And it's, it's scary. It's actually scary. Their patriotism is chauvinistic. Like, I appreciate the US, but I hate you. <laughs> I hate other. And is that scary, man? Think about it. In films and TV shows, America's number one, everyone else the villain. Every time. Yeah. Look at Captain America. Everyone loves Marvel, but Captain America and all that sort of stuff. Americans are saving the day. Where's every other nation? Yeah, Wakanda jumps in at the end, but it's Americans saving the day. But what makes me laugh, though, is um, they have issues with other people censoring things but they don't understand how much of a propaganda house they are. So the Chinese, like um, Chinese, um, like the leading committee, I can't remember what they're called. They have like this issue with anything that, uh, like no film will go into the like Chinese market if it mentions China in a bad light, if the main character is like Chinese and is seen in a bad light. 
it's just not, it's not going to go through. Like it's heavily sensitive. The US and like Western countries always have an issue with that. Yet they produce, they spew like propaganda films day in, day out that mm-hmm. kind of claim that they're the best in the world. Make it make sense. Mm-hmm. No, that is it. It's, you know, it's hypocritical. They're very hypocritical on the shit. 100%. Yeah. Like, honestly, think about it. Every single film you see now, apart from like James Bond films, it's an American saving the day, American saving the world because no other nation can. Yep. They're yep. like, you know, oh, we'll do it because you can't do it. Like, be grateful for us. Yeah. And they get British actors to put an American accent. It's like, well, he doesn't have to be American. They're like, oh no, an audience will find it more comforting if he has an American accent. Because why? They're the center of the world, Jamie. It's like, oh, great. Like, honestly, you look at the um, uh, Marvel Universe. It's the biggest movie franchise at the moment, Marvel. What, there's only Thor and Black Panther had different accents. Even the alien, even the people who are like from outer space, Chris Pratt, even he was an American. Yeah. Well, he, he, he's from Missouri, so he's American, but like Drax had That's an American I mean. accent from Glamora, the, the raccoon. But, but he could have been, he could have been um, from Germany. Yeah. Like that character could have been from, I get the Marvel. I think, I think because like Marvel obviously was like written as comic books back in the day, but whatever, like it's, it doesn't have to be direct. Like you could change it. You can make it global. And that like so. in the second Guardians of the Galaxy, like his dad, who's a planet, has an American accent. And they could have said, oh no, I have whatever accent you, you, you picture. So if you picture me with like a Dutch accent, I got that because you're from America and you're going to hear me with an American accent. So. But then again, okay, like playing, I hate playing devil's advocate, but playing devil's advocate. Um, imagine if someone came into like, like was speaking to you about Bollywood and they were like, well, why couldn't you just have like someone from China in a Bollywood movie? Uh, or can you have someone with like a Spanish, like a, Span- a Spaniard in a Bollywood movie? You um, can, but it's not. But it's like it's it's Bollywood. Yeah, it's set in India. Well, yeah. these are set in the US because it's Hollywood. Yeah, and it's like, well, there's a film called Marigold that's got a white lady in it. Facts. <laughs> and again, it's for. Well, I guess you go there. You got me there. It's for an Indian audience, and Indians want to see themselves. People want to yeah. see that. They want to say, oh, "I could do that. I could be that ripped." Yeah. But I guess, I guess, because like, I mean, are we to argue that like, wait, Hollywood is is Hollywood like now a global thing? Like, you can't just say that Hollywood is for America because it's made in America. No, I think that's why they've had to change the Oscars look, rules, haven't they? You can't be nominated for Best Picture unless you hit these criteria. It has to be representation, which is good if they want to go that route because they have to go that route. They are the forefront of filmmaking. Well, actually, Bollywood is bigger technically, but Hollywood has more reach. It has more reach, but I think I think it's like representation within your country. So America is such a like global nation or like a diverse nation that everyone should really be represented. Whereas if you go into like an Indian Indian movie, uh, like the Indian movie market, Bollywood, um, India is not as diverse as other countries. No. China is not as diverse. China has its own industry. Bollywood has its own industry. Like their diversity is on point because there isn't that much diversity in, in India. Hence why, I guess, like, could you argue that, like, okay, are there specific regions in Bollywood that aren't being represented? So, like, are specific, re- like, um, I don't really know, like, India, yeah, level, like, say, I, like, South India, like, North India. It's, it's mostly just standard Indians. They don't really go into religions. Like, you don't really see, like, a Sikh person with a turban and 
appear right. like, like probably in some films you do or like they're either Muslim or Hindu mostly yeah or they don't talk about it you can tell by the surname sometimes yeah so I guess yeah I guess there are like different diversity topics like um, conversations that have to be had in, in Bollywood whereas because America again like the makeup of America America was just like America is a country that was created essentially mm -hmm. like there wasn't really like a, <clears throat> let me take that back there was a Native American, <laughs> but now the way, the makeup of America is so diverse that like, if you are going to create a Hollywood, Hollywood should be representative of everyone, everyone within that country. That's so, true. That's just between China and India. They've, that's all they got, these faces. That's exactly, exactly. The German film market, I mean, Germany has had like an influx of like um, migration, like people coming, coming in from like different areas. And I've seen them represented in their movies. Sure, you could say they're not represented in the best life. France as well, they, like their representation of North African people is horrendous, but there's representation there. Like again, they need to change the narrative, but there's representation. But like, yeah, man, the you oh, now France. Okay, let's not talk about France. France is fucking bullshit because did you know that the hip hop like rap mm -hmm. is the the biggest genre in hip hop in, in France at the moment, right? And it's mainly like West African, um, like people who, like who migrated from West Africa, like second generation French, third generation French. Those so people who have like their families have been there for a while. France doesn't recognize rap <laughs> in any of its awards. Like you're not like if you watch the award ceremonies for music, you're not going to see a rap award, even though it makes makes up maybe 90% of like streaming in the country. And it's just purely racism, like because it's black people, it's black folk. Yeah, well that's just France eh, that they're known for. That's France, bro. Yeah. Like <laughs> Oh you say it, yeah, that's just France. That's no, the way the way I just said it, that is just France. It's it, it, it's yeah. really bad. Jamie, listen, listen, listen. Go on TikTok. You need to go on TikTok, all right? Okay. You don't need to create no one's got time for the no. Ah, no. Go on TikTok because, brother, when I tell you, I learn things. They've actually created a section specifically for learning, which is quite interesting now. But like, the rest is, I got it to laugh. That's why I got it for. But sometimes you just learn a couple of things and you're like, raw. I had no idea. That's good, then. I, I've seen like a few, I don't have it, but sometimes you click a link and it goes to it. Like, or on Instagram, they've got TikToks. There's a lot of cooking TikToks I follow. Like, I had to reverse sear a steak. I did that today. That's honestly, okay, by next episode, please download TikTok. I'm telling you. <laughs> Come back, back from my eyes and be like this. Mo, I've learned things. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, listen, the number of conspiracies I now believe in <laughs> because of one guy on TikTok. The earth is now flat, Mo. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They convinced me in like seven seconds. The earth is the flat. Thank they, you. they did the, the dance and the queen's a lizard. I'm like, the earth is flat. And we're going to hell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like, you got me. You got me. No, honestly. But listen, I mean, you might want to download it just for that busted challenge. Like, my guy at work, he always says, he tells me to get on it. And he's like, listen, get on it for the tick thoughts. Oh, glorious. And, and then me, I was like, me, what's the thought? Let me just be, you know, listen, I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm very happy. But you might want to turn it around this section. Yeah, listen, listen, Jamie, just, um, <laughs> yo, listen, the girls on TikTok right now, mad, mad.
Boss, just type in boss it. That's it. Anyway, like I was saying, I'm very happy in my relationship. And like, <laughs> I just, you know, I'm looking forward to kind of taking the next step. Really, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. 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 Very yeah, loyal yeah. man, Mo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you want to relocate. <laughs> oh come on. Yeah. Because TikTok in the US apparently is a madness. It's like, listen, all I'm saying is the TikTok in the USA different. Different <laughs> kettle of fish. Don't even know what that saying is. Kettle of fish? No. It is, right? The different kettle of hey, come oh, on. different kettle of Stop. fish, yeah. It is, right? What, what the hell does what that even that mean? Saying? Or like Let's nip it. Remember, I'll make a TikTok about it. Yeah. Remember when uh, you like had a go at me one time because I kind of called it nip it in the butt? And you're like, no, Jamie. Yeah. I'm like, why don't I nip it in the butt? It's the butt. You're like, it's the like butt. Crap, Jamie. You're cutting it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. The oldest and most casual. Is kettle of fish a sports bar just off ship? Right, it's, it's got to do something old English, but I, <clears throat> my attention span is not that long, so I'm, I'm, I'm over it. But there are so many weird sayings out there. Yeah, there are some which I choose not to say anymore because, bro, some things, honestly, slavery created a fuckery. Did you know, do you know the, the, the origins of nitty gritty? I'll never say nitty gritty again. So, nitty gritty. Essentially, when you say like, oh, we're looking at the nitty gritty, you're yeah. looking at the fine details, right? So nitty gritty was essentially once the slave was transported to the US or like Jamaica, which were Caribbean, wherever they were like initially like taken off, they would be lined up and then the slave owner, not the slave owner, but like the handler would go through and inspect everyone for like nits and grit in between their teeth and in their, like, uh, their nails, like essentially looking at like to value them. So he's looking at all the finer details to value them. And eventually that just made its way into like common English or like common language and people saying nitty gritty. So after I heard that, I was like, boy. You talked about a lot. We, right? we spoke about some good things today. No, we talked about some meaningful stuff today. Yeah. Like we've, we've, we've talked a bit like, we've not talked about like, Fuckboy things at all. We've talked about like serious relationships and like serious things around the world. Yeah. Oh, we actually got some good content in there. Yeah. I will say, I think, um, I've, I don't know about, I don't, I'm talking more about me. I've made the mistake of like sounding like a faux intellect. <laughs> I'm not gonna oh, lie. Like most of the things I was saying, I was like, come on, it's just obvious, you know? Like, ah. <laughs> uh, the vaccine is full of poison. <laughs> Everyone knows this. But I'm going to take it anyway because I don't want to cause a problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> I want to see my girlfriend, obviously. Because, yeah, you know what I mean? No, no, I just think I come up, you know, not even that. These stuff that I'm, I'm saying, like, yes, 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 I'm smart, but I'm just nodding and agreeing. <laughs> you say the big one. I'm saying the same. I go, yes. <laughs> like, all, like, we've just literally, like, what, a couple of hours of unsubstantiated claims of, like, yeah. Everything we've said so far is just like, I mean, I read about it somewhere. I mean, yeah. Okay, man. Good night. Good night. Bye bye. And me for all. <laughs>